Meanwhile, in Krakoa, in the hatchery. Why, Betsy? Something new about you, yeah? Different purple in the hair. Can you please do something? He won't listen to any of us. These pods are supposed to remain sterile, and he's doing really gross stuff in there. Oh my god, Jamie. You're back? You're alive? Of course I'm back, little girl. Things are practically status quo again. What with you back to looking like Brian with eyelashes, what? It's like we're family again. Back when it was good, after mom and dad died. I mean, they were a bore. But when it was just just and Brian... Oh, you know, you popped fresh out of that cocoon without a sin. You could have started all over and had to go and say something awful like that. I bet I only meant that it used to be good when we were kids. How long has he been back? It, it's only been a few hours. We give everyone time to recover, but usually they're ready to walk out of the pods in about 10 minutes tops. We've got other people that need to come through the hatchery, and he's made a huge mess. Ugh. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Those were a few pages from Excalibur by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe, which we will be talking about a little bit later. But in the meantime, I just want to say hello to my good friend, Evil Jeff. Hello, Evil. Hi, what's going on? It's been a while since I talked to you, Brett. It has been a while. We took a little bit of a break, much deservedly so. Yeah, we fucking deserve it, okay? So so lay off, everybody. We're giving you entertainment for free, so why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah, like maybe I needed a staycation, okay? Maybe I need a moment to maintain. Anyway. Anyway, um, speaking of anyway, we also have a very special guest with us this episode. <gasps> oh. I talk a lot about my straight friend Steve from the Inferior Men podcast here on the Universe Head Network. Uh, he is here with us today because I'm hanging out with him now and I had to record this episode. Hi, Steve. Hi. Hi. Yay. Yay. Steve is straight, so we'll be using him sparingly. Yeah, it's great. I, I look forward to it, and I am a huge fan. Oh, thank you. Of Queer's Legacy. Oh, I thought he was going to say comic books, but he meant us. No, just of, I mean both. Just of gays in general. <laughs> and and uh, I've never met Evil Jeff, but I've always heard him on this podcast, so I feel like I've already known oh, him. Oh, that's lovely. For so long. Well, thank yeah. Jeff, one time Steve texted me and said, if we hang out, do you think Evil Jeff would like me? I, I legit did. <laughs> I legit did. I legit. I and I said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate many of people. Um, no, it depends on, uh, if you like the X-Men, then I probably would like you. And I do. And there I love go. it. There you go. Brett knows that. Who's Brett your favorite, wait, who's your favorite X-Men? So I am a uh, Scott Summers uh, top fan. I love Brew. I love uh, Nightcrawler. I love many of them. But ever since hashtag Cyclops is right came out, I've been uh, enamored with uh, Scott. Just for the fact that when I was a kid, all everybody loved Wolverine. He was the bad boy. And the the way that Marvel over the decades like made Scott more of a badass than Wolverine has made me sink my teeth into Scott. Okay. He literally could have answered that with one fucking word. Yeah. He what? Could, he went, he went really hardcore. You, you, you had hardcore. me with Scott Summers, but you lost me at Brew. So. Oh, oh no, I love Brew. I hate I Brew. Love baby Brew. That's fair enough. You hate Brew? I didn't know that. Oh, I've talked about that before. I hate him. I oh, hated that whole. I hate the whole Wolverine and the X Men run. I well, hated that's it, fair. and that's he fair. was a creation of that. I don't like the idea. Like he's a mutant. Wait, what are they called again? Brood. 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 He's a mutant brood. I'm like, no, just kill him. Well, he's on Krakoa. <laughs> God. He was, he's officially on Krakoa. Um. So we have Steve here, who's gonna um clearly take longer with his answers than I anticipated. Um, but Evil Jeff, I have a question for you. Yeah? What are you gonna pick? Hot, Hot topics. topics 
Oh, we have yeah. got some hot topics, girl. Uh, Ooh, one of which, well, let's let's hot. start with a small one. Ooh, ouch! Lick. Um, so <laughs> Moon Knight and She Hulk both shows on the Disney Plus network, mm-hmm. uh, not a network platform. Um, they have found their head writers. Did you? Are you getting Disney Plus? I am. I've just signed okay. up. Okay. All right. Um, Seventy dollars for the year. I know you told us in previous shows that Joe, your boyfriend, if you can call him that. No, you can. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can up. call him that. <laughs> Steve? Oh, I have the same deal. Oh, God. The... Forget it. We're founder circle bitches. Yeah. 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 There, um, there was that deal where you could get the free year. Yeah, I didn't but do I that. Didn't do that. Well, we also have Hulu Live, so he got some kind of combo thing with that. But I, I'm not a part of it. Anyway, Moon Knight. Who cares? She-Hawk, I'm interested. Uh, Moon Knight, I care because it's going to be great. Who's who's the writer on it? Steve? The head writer is the dude who did uh, Umbrella Academy. So. Hmm. Okay. Umbrella's okay. Academy. Is, right. but, but Umbrella Academy, it's tricky because Umbrella Academy, it's like, I guess he had good uh, source material and Moon yeah. Knight is garbage. Like, what do you, hey. oh, what's the, what's the big, who's the big bad for Moon Knight? Or is he a bad? What's the... You. Yeah, no, that's a good question. You are. Yeah. Me. It's man versus oh, himself. Oh, my God. Can I be the big bad? <laughs> just like this <laughs> gay ginger that's just like, you're boring. It's you're literally boring. a character called Evil Jeff. I know, right? It's like, uh, come on. Come on. It's a character that goes, Moon Knight, you're basic. You're boring. You're basic. <laughs> um, well, I'm intrigued with Moon Knight and which Moon Knight you're going to do. There's, yeah, there's do the... Alice yeah do the guy in the hood the guy in the suit and the guy with the mask on do that um also she hulk uh we've got the writer from the rick episode it's a woman and she's the writer of the pickle rick episode of rick and morty so what do you well that's gonna be amazing so there you go (gasps) speaking of which we're a little bit behind but rick and morty is coming out tonight oh no shit yeah the new season premieres tonight I mean, if you're oh listening God. to this, it uh, happened last Sunday. Okay. <gasps> Fun. Yeah, so do you watch, have you watched all of Rick and Morty? I've never seen a minute of Rick and Morty. Are you even serious? I've, played, I've even played You just said Doc Pickle Brown Rick like it was your favorite the episode. Because I know how to speak the language, girl. <laughs> Brett, you'd have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's for, so good. For, for no other reason than Jessica Gow, who wrote Pickle Rick, not only is it like a, a deep episode, but also she has written like great choreography, like fight choreography. Yeah, oh, that's true. Now that she's in like good hands with like She-Hulk. She'll have that balance. Wow, look at the straight guy talking about shit. I mean, I'm into it. I'm into Jessica Gao. I'm glad it's not like Justin Roiland. Like when I saw the headline of like uh, Rick and Morty head writer is going to be She-Hulk, I was like, is this Dan Harmon or Roiland? And I was relieved to know that it was Jessica No, Gale. we needed a woman writing She-Hulk. Yeah, hell yeah. 100%. Um, I'm here for that. I'm I th- that both sounds promising. I have a feeling that if we like, if we could be was Shana is it J- Zana who's from the Wonder Twins? What's her name? Zan and Jaina. Jaina every Jaina. week. Jaina. I want to combine them. It's like anyway, Jaina. If we like turned into a fly like Jaina and went into Netflix headquarters. I think yeah. they're all on the verge of suicide. I think they're just like, fuck. Like, how are they? I think I think Disney's going to take them down. Oh, fuck yeah. I only want to watch Disney Plus and maybe HBO because of Watchmen. I have a feeling that slowly, I think Amazon and Disney are going to buy all of them. Like, I think D- Amazon's going to take Time, like HBO Max. And then, like, so, you know, someone else is going to take, and then Disney will take Peacock. Like, I feel like they're all going to buy them all out, and then they'll yeah. just be two. That's yeah. my prediction. Yep. Um, what other hot topics do you have? Yeah, good. Here's one company that fucking Disney will never get their grubby little mousy hands on Dimension Films, because they're coming out. Evil Jeff, sit down. What? They just announced Scream a five. Ah! And I don't oh think it's a God, reboot. I, I think, I think I we're came. picking up. That's what you sound like? Uh, well, when it's unexpected. Oh. But when I'm planning it and I know it's going to happen, 
That sounds different. I've been planning to come for the last month. <laughs> Shit. You haven't come in a month? <laughs> no, I have. I okay. came this morning. I was like, I uh, don't believe that at all. Um, um, Scream 5. Here's why is, I hate do they, is, it. Because is, is, I don't is, want... <laughs> what? Is the whole cast going to be in it? We have no idea. We don't know. But of course they are. Here's the thing. If you dare to touch harm a hair on the heads of Gail, Sydney, or Dewey, I will fucking riot. They, I, you like, can't kill them. The ship has sailed. You can't, can't kill, kill them. them. You cannot kill them. So, so if they kill them, I, and I have a feeling some idiot's going to be like, the opening murder Ooh. is 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 Dewey. And it's like, no. 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 You can't They've already lived. They already have calluses. Like, you can't. It's going to open with fucking Gail Weathers. Like, Gail Weathers is going to be the opening fucking murder, isn't it? Isn't she? That I. That's the thing is like if that's what, you're going to do four movies and then just have her get killed in the very beginning. No, they're the they are the three survivors. Like that's how that movie works. And I think that's the problem is is I think people are going to be like, no, no, Scream Four didn't work, so we need to do something different. And where I will say no, Scream Four did work, and Scream Four is amazing. And the only thing I'm sad about is that oh oh wait because Emma Roberts, oh she did die. I mean spoilers. She did die at the end, right? Yeah, but she's the killer. I know, but that's what I mean. Is I kind of I even want her back. She was the perfect. I loved all of that. Hell yeah, she's the number two killer behind Debbie Salt, behind Lori Metcalf's Debbie Salt. Is she your number one? Yes. Is she not your number one? Billy, I like the original Billy Billy Loomis. Loomis? Yeah. What the fuck yourself. Well, not him and, and what's Salt. his name and and Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh, Matthew Lillard. God, zoinks. Oh, come on. Laurie Metcalf, that was more funny than like... The... Oh, that was amazing. You killed my Mrs. son. <laughs> Roseanne. Is that a disparaging remark about my Billy? Dan. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to say lines from Roseanne. Speaking of Laurie Metcalf, wait, you're in New York. You live in New York. You need to go... Laurie I Metcalf do. is starring in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on Broadway. Get the fuck out. How do you know that? And I don't. Because I know everything. Except the scream thing that you just told me that I didn't know anything about. I, here's the thing. I'm holding my breath for Scream 5. And if I'm holding my breath, do you know what that means I'm doing? You're, you're losing oxygen to your brain? Shoop, 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 Oh, it's time to start talking about some X-Men. And we're behind. We have three to talk about. So we, we have three go, fucking X-Men books. We can't go crazy, Brett. We need to kind of stay How on How do we not? We need to stay All on right, well, let's, let's Let's start with the one we did a dramatic reading of at the top of this show. I'm talking about Excalibur, number one. Excalibur! Excalibur! Hey, fellow sorcerers, it's me, Apocalypse, your, your fellow Marvel Universe sorcerer. What's up, buddies? Um, his name's not Apocalypse. Um, his name is... Oh. Ah, go, 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 go. Every time we refer to Apocalypse on the show, we have to call him... Ah, go, 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 go. I he's want like, Ice, I want him to do a scene with Iceman and then Iceman giggles because he's just like, that's the sound of me deep throating a guy. Like I want I want that. Uh, sound of me gargling dick. Oh my god. Hmm. Um, what did you think of Excalibur number one? Um, I love Betsy, but I had issues. I like <gasps> Jamie coming back, but then there was plot lines where I'm like, that's dumb. You don't like fantasy stuff. I do like fantasy stuff, but here's my thing. Uh, where's Roma? Where's the, she's, where's she's the probably Captain, in a prison somewhere. Where's the Captain Britain court? No, because that other world seemed like a whole different place. Where's hey, Berlin? Hey, sweetie, literally. Where's the Captain, Captain Britain core? It's clear that this is picked up after Morgan Le Fay has already pulled shit to take over other world. We should be asking these questions. Well, I want to see some Easter eggs revealing that. Right now, I feel like she's ignoring the Captain Britain lore and just starting her own thing. Well, here's the thing. The White Witch that we all keep hearing about, you know damn well that's Saturnine, right? Oh, that's see, if Luna, Saturnine. Right, if that happens, then I will, oh, I will be happy about that. It's so. absolutely Saturnine. They're going right. to get to Roma and Saturnine right, get and to all that. It. Get um, to it. Steve here is pointing at a figure. Yeah. 
um, who, when Betsy and Brian or Betsy decides to go through the Krakoa portal, uh-huh. um, Steve, there is somebody who is looking like they don't want to go through the Krakoa portal. Who's that? Well, you're you're a big fan of them. You were the one who pointed this out. Yes, I d- I don't remember. Who yeah, I'm giving you your moment. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Oh, it's Pete Wisdom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see, shit. Do you, are you looking at that panel where, where Pete Wisdom is, is just chilling? It is right after. It's like as Betsy and Brian are leaving Brian's house after they say goodbye to Megan and Baby. Okay. There is just a Pete Wisdom just chilling, just being like, "I'm not going to that island, mates." Um. So he doesn't go. No, he's he's like, he's arms crossed. He's looking very defiant. I wonder. What was the last time we saw Pete Wisdom? Um, when he was banging Kitty until she was eighteen. No, no, no. There was that MI six. That X-Force, was after that, right? MI six. Yeah, the MI six with with um, Excalibur and Spitfire. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I want. You know what? I would love Kitty Pride to be forced to go on a mission with like Pete Wisdom, Iceman, Colossus, like all of her exes. But then she's the leader, so she has to. But also, and Star Lord, yeah, and she has to be. She has to like boss all of them around, and then they all start talking about like, oh my god, don't you hate it? Like she, like if you do this when you go down on her, and then they all start exchanging sex (gasps) stories. But then Iceman's like, I don't know, I didn't do any of that, and and then then she's like, guys, we need to go to battle. Come on, and they're like, whatever. And then you find out Rachel's reading their minds and taking notes. (laughs) Why? Because you're saying Rachel wants to do Kitty. Yeah, man. Do you think she wanted right? to do her even when she was underage? But I yes, guess she was underage especially. too. Wasn't she underage when she first came aboard? How old was she? Remember, well, remember thigh like high, thigh high leg warmer. Yeah, Rachel Summers. Who designed yeah, John Romita? Rachel. Who, who designed that outfit? Who was like, you know what um, her costume is going to be? Thigh high leg warmers. Thanks, eighties. Right. Thanks, eighties gay. Artist, All right, so John Romita. Excalibur. We find out uh, Apocalypse is now trying to go by a weird name that no one can yeah. pronounce or read. Like in the native Krakoan tongue. And, and the writers clearly made that uh, through line because he, somebody asked, who asked him to call them another name and he does it right away? Like it's it's definitely a thing that is through this. Like new identities, yeah. like new culture, new language, new identities. I love that Rogue actually right. immediately calls him by the Krakoan language without even hesitating like tr- even trinary is like okay yeah whatever boy but rogue's like i got you she's like i got you boo i got you okay wait 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 we need to we need to agree on what that what should we say that is all right i like that okay okay so anyway uh, Gambit is not happy about. No. He's not happy because he used to be deaf and his power was farts. And he was like, "You gave me a shitty power when I was deaf." <laughs> was his power farts? Yeah, that was his power. It was like I didn't read like any gas. of that shit when that happened. What that was happened? garbage? He literally farted green gas, and that was his death power. <laughs> it was so. I have a dumb. question. Have you ever watched the Pete Holmes X Men sketches? Yeah. Pete Holmes. Yeah. Uh, he, he was like Professor Xavier. He was Professor Xavier, and he's basically like firing the X-Men. Yeah. Like in each episode is a different X-Men. Like, so there's one with I never Gambit. saw this. It's the guy from Silicon Valley plays Gambit. And he's just like, your powers are dumb. Ooh, you're going to touch a card. <laughs> he's like, what do you do when you run out of cards? And he's like, I could have some have some change in my pocket. He's like, you're fired. <laughs> What was it? Was it a recent episode or issue where Gambit had a can of beans and he threw the can of beans Probably. and he was like, "Oh damn!" He's like, "I should carry cans of beans instead of cards." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gambi. Gambit is the first point of friction since Krakoa. Like the tension. First, yeah, he's yeah. the first. Like, I don't agree with somebody else that's on Krakoa. Besides, like Apocalypse hanging out in the bushes and like being all like pouty about Xavier and Magneto, Gambit is the first one who's just like. Hey, I'm gonna get in your face about disagreeing with you, and I think that's interesting. I think they. I like the it right there. Um, 
Apocalypse is also um, he's like the Merlin. He's like we need a Merlin. Who's going to be our Merlin? Oh, how about Agagaga? Okay, so here's the deal. There's a portal that's open to Otherworld and they can't get through it. But that did Krakoa naturally grow it or did they You know what I mean? How did that portal show so. up? It's a good question. I was wondering the same thing. It showed up on the Otherworld side first. They but that's the thing is how did how did the Krakoan seed get in that that was it in a pond in a well it's like a yeah. well yeah and, and how like did the, it get in that well waters who put it in the well <sighs> we'll find out probably a ga, ga, ga. i don't know oh probably Saturn. oh no probably saturnine but also these data pages that read like ancient oh, yeah. texts um this the one with the o and the x and the so above so below lord knows i read that six times and i was like i still don't get it yeah, but I, I think, think they're suggesting that like this like Excalibur crew is like a coven. Essentially, yeah. like you just need four people for a coven. Yeah. Let's call the four corners. Let's call come the on. corners, shall we? Come on, Feruza Balk. I want Feruza Balk's character from um, The Crab. Can it's The Crab be, be merged into Marvel? Let his feather stiff as a board. Let his feather stiff as a board. <laughs> I've always wanted to watch that TV show too. Anyway. <laughs> I love that there's a horror TV show with teenagers called Light as a Feather Stip Support. I love it. Anyway. So then we get Jamie Braddock, who's rubbing his dick on a resurrection pod. Yes. And uh, and then Betsy is just super pissed because Jamie is, all right, this is my thing. So why are they, they're not cool with resurrecting destiny, but they're cool with resurrecting people that can literally warp reality and that are know, un- that are schizophrenic. No future, no future. Moira people. is responsible for that. Moira won't allow Destiny to be resurrected. Yes, but but, do, I think- but what is, don't you think it's crazy to resurrect an Omega level mutant with reality warp yes. powers that is what also is schizophrenic? Can't they just get rid of the schizophrenia when they resurrect them? Especially when the two siblings are like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, and that, but that's Jamie's like, I, I believe in mutants. I don't want to see any fucking humans again. Fuck humans. So he was like, fuck my, my brother. brother. He was like, fuck my brother. Fuck Brian. Fuck Why is Brian? And not then a Rogan mutant? Gambit. Uh, he should be. Yeah. He's very much an ex character. He should yeah. be. And then Rogan Gambit are like, let's have babies. And then Jubilee's like, hey, what's going on? You just walked past me. Oh, that's how I got involved in the plot. That was that was the <laughs> other thing that I was pissed off about. You just walked past me. And now, yeah. like, Jubilee saw Betsy. Let's bring her into the team. No. She that saw is, her. That's the dumbest the island of hundreds of reason people. ever. Give her some sort of purpose. Ugh. What if but I do think it's interesting that Rogue and Gammon had that question because if one of the laws is make more mutants, you know, like these two are ripe for, right. Can rogue do that? And she would be the perfect one to like, be like one of the first, even though it's already been established. I say you put a condom on, fuck her through a sheet and poke a hole in your condom. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. But then it can a baby be in her, right? Yeah. It's her skin. It is her skin. That is true. Just don't touch her when she comes out. Put on a condom on the baby. Cover the baby in a condom. All right, this, this is going off the rails. I thought of something about the resurrection. What? Have they established, um, let's say, at what, can you, um, when you get old, and let's say you're like, I'm not going to die, but I can barely walk. Um, I have like arthritis. I'm starting to get Alzheimer's. I'm not remembering things. Can you ask, like, can you murder me and just resurrect me and then don't age me all the way? I feel like if people are dying and getting old, like, you shouldn't bring them back. They're going to bring them back. No, everyone's like, immortal now. No, no. When once someone people are past forty, though. No, I think no, no, no. I th- so you're saying that you think when people they're trying to make more mutants, you're saying that when someone reaches old age and dies, they just let them die. 
No. It's the circle. No. Why not? That's natural life. Because guess what? The most important thing for them is the omega level mutants. So they're just going to let the, they're going to let the ones is, oh, when all those people that are resurrecting die, we're just going to let them die. I'm sure will be born. No. You can't, you can't resurrect them. You can't cheat like, like the natural course. Like, yeah, you can do something about the genocide. But I'm saying, why not? You should do something because ethics. Jeff. Ethics? Uh, the X-Men don't have ethics right now. What are you talking about? <gasps> How dare no, you? No, I agree with you. Oh, Jeff. They I, have ethics? You I, think, I think they're going they to explore that. They said kill no human. They have ethics? And they're not going to let any mutant die. They're, they want to increase the numbers at any cost. They're not going to let any mutant die. If they but they're not going to do that at the cost of natural biological life. What are you? Okay, they're not going to cheat. Uh, Listen, they're not going to cheat. They're just going to prevent from the humans. Are you a Trump supporter? What is this No, like? you're the one being We're Trump. messing with God. Listen, Mr. Look, I'm there for stem cells and for- You're Trump. Letting people live forever. Why would they not let You're people Trump. live forever? Because I'm they're just trying to do good by people. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I agree. I think if if there was an Omega level mutant and they grew old, they would definitely bring them back. <gasps> I think they would definitely repopulate mutants in a way where they would overpopulate Earth. Oh, humans. you shouldn't do that. Well, that's going to be like a moral crossroads that they're going to have to But cross, that's why I, I think. think I think they're going to do a comic on the five and I think that shit's yeah. all going to be in it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to yeah. open with like uh, karma is going to come in. She's like, hi, I'm going to blow my brains out. And then I want you to give me a body that has two fucking legs again. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not. You don't really need it. And she's like, fuck you. She's like, blow my brains out. My body still has loose skin from that shadow. Oh, thing. yeah. She's like, look at these stretch marks when I used to be obese because of the when fucking I- shadow king. You know what? I'm just glad that one comic book didn't leverage the trope of rogue used her powers and was overwhelmed in some way oh wait it did yeah and now she's in a sleeping beauty coma <laughs> she's like what that is she the dumbest beautiful. thing that's okay that was problem like number 20 like what the that was stupid other problem i have is the bad guys in it those like little like hedge witches or whatever yeah the hedge i was witches, like which who are you I don't care who you are. They should have made someone like where's Amanda Septon? I want someone like recognizable. Oh, she's coming. They should have had someone recognizable. Let me ask you this though, Psylocke fan. Yeah. How do you feel about Betsy Braddock now that you've seen her as Captain Britain? How I, are you feeling? I don't know if she fully gets her yet. How oh. she's written. Okay. Because the thing about Betsy, this is the thing that I want to see, is when she she always wanted to be the fighter. Remember back in the 80s when everyone got their greatest wish and she just became like a warrior? Girl, and then so when she, when she became uh, Ninja Psylocke, she embraced that dark side. And that's when she joined X-Force. Like she was, she's a murderer. Like she kills people. And so I'm interested in now that she's back to that where people maybe expect her to be the old Psylocke. But that murder, that murder, murdering badass she's still there and right now there's there there it feels very british psylocke oh i'm proper but she's not proper so i want that psylocke to come back but it's i'm, so I'm cool with that. her being captain britain yeah me too that wrist lock on jamie yeah was the, my favorite moment of the book because it showed that she's still ninja badass yeah, she's not afraid got of the moves yeah yeah um, yeah, so right now it's suffering from a problem that a lot of television sitcoms have where the lead character is kind of the least developed for me. Yeah, like Archie on Riverdale. Yeah. Who is who is now, uh, by the way, a superhero, a vigilante. In Riverdale? Like a masked yeah. vigilante? That show yes, is yes. insane. <laughs> is his, but is his costume topless? Uh, no, it's all black. Ugh. I know, stupid. Um, speaking of topless, how about New Mutants? New Mutants. Um, so this okay. is Hickman with Ed Brisson, who Evil Jeff and I have a love-hate relationship with. Why do I hate him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't we hate him? What do we hate him for? Am I thinking of Charles Soule? Charles Soule, yeah. No, Ed Brisson did Soul. Uncanny. Ed we Brisson loved, we love. Do we love that? Yeah, we love it. Um, New Mutants is fun. I will ask this. Is that, did you feel that was Corsair? Was he acting no. out of character or was he always that shitty? He was 
Definitely acting out of character. Oh, I think yeah. we're taking we've taken this opportunity to redefine certain characters. Like okay, all right. I just want to make sure. I'm like, was he always like literally this much of a Corsair. dick? Yeah, no, it's Corsair under Hickman's pen. Okay, for sure. all right. It's like how Emma Emma under Grant Morrison's pen was like, yeah, this is just like one aspect of them turned up to eleven. I kind of like Corsair it. under Hickman's pen wasn't a dick in X Men One. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a difference fine. between... Well, he's dealing with kids that he doesn't know versus... Well, that's also son. because he was talking to his son, so he's probably trying to be on his best yeah, behavior. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kids. Havoc and... Yeah. But I do feel that 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 the person that was still felt the same to me... Well, I guess because he wrote him, too, of how he evolved with Sunspot. I oh, like Sunspot that it's kind of like... It's like Sunspot, beautiful. Magic, and Mirage. If you noticed, all of them are kind of like, think they're the leader. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think they've all realized that they all think each other. I want that to come to a head where someone's like, well, I was the leader of the group. And then the other two being like, you're not the leader of the group. I'm the leader of the group. (laughs) And it's funny because Sunspot was like U.S. Avengers, right? Like he was like real big. He was big time. But then Magic is in charge of one of the whole uh, combat units. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny Moonstar is like a Scott Summers certified X-Men. She's a fucking Valkyrie. She's yeah, a goddamn right. Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's they like, bring her up in the yeah. Valkyrie series. They actually say she's not. Um, she's a part timer, and therefore doesn't count. <laughs> oh shit! She got demoted. Yeah. They're like, yeah, hey, if you're not going to commit, if you're not going to yeah, go exactly. in all the way into our pyramid scheme of of Valkyrie, Valkyriedom, you're out. So I got to tell you, New Mutants is my favorite of all the Dawn of X books so far. Even more than Marauders. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It definitely has the really good like uh, banter between all of them. It it uses comedy the best, like the fourth wall and the time slips and the callbacks. Like it is just the most perfectly crafted dialogue I've seen in any book so far. The uh, Mondo Krakoa scene was Incredible. like it stays in my head out of any moment in any Donovics book. Because Dougie is right. the best. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like weird for the right reasons, and uh, it was so funny. Krakoa f- just being like, "I don't like this. I- I'm leaving. I hate this." Yeah, that was my great. Fa- my favorite part was Danny. Like, as soon as Roberto left, Danny was like, "Okay, let's get on that Shi'ar ship," <laughs> yeah. and they teleport behind his back. And then when he comes to save them, Danny looks at him and goes, "We never should have left the ship." <laughs> that is, I know, so funny. <laughs> So funny. Yeah. I love that he uh, just made up a crazy so religion where they would torture and murder and shoving things up people's genitals. And he was just making that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it got me excited for Sam Guthrie. Yeah. It got me very excited to see Sam Guthrie. Um, I, I don't know. This one felt like putting on an old, like your favorite sweater. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I loved it. It was fun. Uh, what did you think of X-Force? X-Force, um, like, I was surprisingly, like, this feels like old hat X-Men. Yeah. This feels like pre-Hickman X-Men a little bit. What did you think? What, is, are you saying that in a bad way? Um, Not in a bad way. Not in a good way. Of just, like, mm, this one feels like it's kind of steeped in the old uh, the old way of thinking. I don't know. But it's very much about Krakoa and sovereignty and my the, thing is the I feel like it really that, put the X-Men um I don't know, I felt like it made them all seem like rank amateurs. They've yeah, planned like so much things. To... But not only that, you didn't think that people would do attacks from the sky. Right. <laughs> you didn't think that that would happen. Uh, you didn't have any right. preparation of like some kind of like Star Wars technology to shoot things out of the sky. You didn't think that was because I mean, also yeah. do you remember life? What life number was it? Like number five, like five. Yeah, where they, they had the, they had an island and the Sentinels yeah. came and nuked the whole island. They didn't think like that might happen again. Well, we're in the age of not listening to Moira because we know better. Right, Xavier? <laughs> Well, and I think that's a good point because they established in one of those data pages that there was pollen in the air that would detect air assaults. But then in typical X-Men pre-Hickman form, no one was listening to Black Tom Cassidy. And that is such a mistake 
to to Evo Jeff's point of like amateur X Men to not listen to somebody that you appointed as that position. Exactly. And Xavier's like, no, it's all fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's, it's, especially for him. Yeah. Black Tom's my takeaway. So a I bunch of people movie. got shot up. Shot up in the heads. And it looks like, do you think, and I think Domino was murdered. Well, yeah, because I I texted Steve and said, are they wearing her skin? Like when they took their clothes off, they had like weird white stripes on them. Oh, I think Like that are we doing a thing where they're, yeah. they skinned her and her skin is actually the source of her luck power? And they used her luck power to get in there? Maybe. Or maybe they're just fucking psychos, gross yeah. people. But, but I like, do. But why then, is yeah, Xavier so now we already helpless. have to. We have to. Uh, we have to resurrect two people already. It's one comic. Already. I'm excited, though, to see the. Because like, Xavier is shot in the face. Yeah. In House of X. They said about like they talked about the backups and the yeah. servers and the redundancies. Okay, who I want to I want to get there. Who, who, who is the person using Cerebro to back up Xavier? Is it Gene? Right. Well, and it's shot. It's like, Gene. It, well, it's definitely yeah. Gene, but they they put a bullet hole in that helmet, and isn't that so? They need another right. helmet. Well, Forge will make Forge can make that. Forge will do it. Forge will do it. Forge can do anything. Oh, but actually, no, but remember, there's five. There's Aren't there five different backup Cerebros? Yep. So I'm sure each one has its own helmet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, I'd say if I'm going to rank, if I'm going to be a basic bitch and rank, um, I would go New Mutants, Excalibur, um, X-Force. If I were to introduce Marauders and X-Men into it, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay to to have more than one favorite. That's true. Damn. Damn. Oh, X-Men. Next week we got Fallen Angels. What's Psylocke yeah. doing? Who we still don't know. Right? What's her name? Because she's like no name. She's like, I'm not Quanon. Who are you? I'm Psylocke. I hear um, Bill the Lobster is going to be in that book. I, I hated the lobster. I hated those lobsters. Why? What the fuck is what? Fallen Angels was bad. You made me read it, and it was awful. I know it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's horribly. I want to rewrite it now. And then like, where's Ma- where's where's Multiple Man? Where's Madrox? Where isn't he? Um, <laughs> he. I mean, talk about somebody who could be on multiple teams. Come on. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, last thing about X-Men is the preview for next week's X-Men. Let's yeah, talk about so that Rachel, really briefly. Rachel is referred to as prestige still. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh my God. I would love it where it's like the one day. Okay. So prestige goes, cause he's basically like, well, my two kids, he's like, do my two kids want to go on like, uh, uh, what, what does he say? It's like, a, like a killing mission. What does he say? And it's his two kids giving Monster, this little killing smile. Kill, yeah, killing monsters. Um, because it looks like the other half of the island, they're coming together. Araco. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, Prestige, I just want her to die on this mission. And then it cuts to Please a scene. Die. And it cuts to a scene with the council. And they're just like, okay. I propose we can lose one mutant. We don't bring her back because she's from the future, and the future is from a different dimension. So she doesn't really count. And then was like, and then Nightcrawler be like, "Well, we broke up, so I don't care." And then Jean is going to be like, "Yeah, there's only room for like one redhead, (laughs) so I don't care." And then, and then Emma's going to be like, "Her outfit is awful, so I don't care." And they're just going to vote for her to stay dead. Yeah, and then Moira's going to be like, she's from Life 4 anyway. And people are going to be like, oh my god, really? That's so fascinating. Way to tie everything together. And then they'll be like, wait a minute, who are you? And I thought you were dead. Because none of them know she's alive. (laughs) And she's going to be like, oh, that's right. Um, Sorry, I'm She's like, oh shit. And then she'll take out a machine gun and murder all of them. And she's like, Xavier, just rehatch them without those memories. Just kill me. And then she'll kill herself and be like, I'll figure it out. She's like, oh, let me start this over. (laughs) They're like, aren't you Moira McTaggart? She's like, no, I'm Rose Byrne. I'm playing Medea in Brooklyn right now. 
She's playing Medea and what? In Brooklyn. Oh. The theater in Brooklyn. Yeah. No, it'd be funny if if Moira was like, hey, I want you all to do this thing. And they're like, no. She's like, well, if you don't do it, I'll, I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll blow, blow my, my brains out, out and we're going to start all over. And I'll make well, sure you are part I'll of blow it. my brains out. <laughs> oh, my God. Every issue, I want more to be like, if you don't do it, I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> do you know what I'm what I'm referencing? No, what is that? Whoopi Goldberg and Jumping Jack Flash. Oh, <laughs> just like, oh my the, God. Because the spies are like, shoot her in the legs. She's like, no, 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 don't shoot. You know, he, no, he's like, we need information from her. Just shoot her in the legs. She's like, no, 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 don't shoot me in the legs. If you yeah. shoot me in the legs, oh, I'll, I'll oh blow my, my brains yes. out. <laughs> and she's like walking away with a gun in her, in her mouth. In a big silver box. <laughs> that movie is amazing. Terrible. I've seen that movie so many times when I was a kid. I love it so much. I watched it recently and I was like, this movie is so bad. It does doesn't hold up as good, but I still love it. The no, fact when she's terrible. trying to get the words, she's trying to get the words to Jumping Jack Flash, and then it's like, I was raised by two lesbian, two lesbians, Mick, fuck a duck. Come on, fuck that is brilliant. Okay, anyway. Can I write KGB on, a, on the cake? No, KGB, K motherfucking GB. <laughs> hey, we're gonna, that's Annie Potts in that movie. Yes. And we're gonna talk about one of her sistren from Designing Women oh, in a shit. little bit. Okay, yeah, I think, are we done with the X-Men? Fuck you, X-Men. We are. Fuck you, X-Men. You're great. All right, well, let's, okay, well, we've read the X-Men, but I do have a question for you, Brent and Steve. Yes. Da, 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 uh. What have you uh, read for me lately? Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have, we're, we've gone way too over, so we're just going to talk about one book. <laughs> one book. So and you want to know is... about Superman, the Avengers, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, fuck you. We, we're not doing any of that. You're not going to hear about those folks here. We're going to talk about, that's right, The Magicians has a the Magicians. new limited series coming out. And I decided to read it, and I told Brett to read it because Brett loves the magicians. The and magicians. I think this is based on the books, but it's kind mm-hmm. of like a fresh start. It's starting completely over. So it's not like you really need to know the differences between the books and the TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like it's a very kind of 101 approach. Yes, it's a different crew, but they lean into kind of the more basic aspects of the magician's mythology hedge witches, break bills as a school. Yeah. Stuff that I feel the show has kind of moved away from. This is very much like a season one depiction of the magicians. And you do realize that by the time this comic book ends, in a couple of weeks after that, the new season of magicians will start, Brett. Yeah. January 2020. Um, Are you excited? I'm very excited. What did you feel about the comic book? I actually liked it. I like yeah, this idea it where it's great. like they're finally bringing the hedge witches into break bills and then they force and apparently there's clearly some kind of looming threat because they take the hedge witches and their top three uh, break bill students. They're like, we're going to teach you battle magic. You're not allowed to. We're pretending that's not what you're doing, but you need to learn how to def- how to make weapons and be on defense. And then... They're all like, and I liked I I liked the characters too. What did you think? Because is it the one hedge witch is a trans character, right? Yes, and I like that a lot. I like the um, the diversity and the representation amongst the hedge witches, and I like that they're juxtaposed with the more traditional, um, dare I say, white privileged Brickville students, and yeah. they're all on the same team. And they decide to have a magic off being like, well, you, sh- it's like, let's me show oh, you think, you know, we hedge witches don't know anything. Let's have a magic off. And they do. And at the end of the comic, the girl from break bills sets her, lets a spell get out of control, sets herself on fire and is killed. Yeah. So do we think she became a Niffin? No, I think she, no, cause it, no, a Niffin, you'd see the spirit of it and that's blue. This was just fire. I think she, and she was just a yeah. charred corpse. I think she's just dead. I hope so. Why do you hope so? I don't I don't know. She was fine. <laughs> um What'd No, I just like you've got like the kind of like privileged break bill students um perspective on the hedge witches which is something we always 
saw in magicians of how lower class the hedge witches are, but here it's really brought to the fore yeah. that they're considered garbage. Yeah. Um, but they're very powerful. So I, I, I mean, this book I'm in because of the contradiction or the the juxtaposition between the students and the the alley the alleyway witches. Because isn't in the books, isn't the whole, I mean, I read the first book and that's all break bills and Quentin and all of them. Isn't the second book uh, the hedge witches? And what? I have no um, idea. What's like her more name? Marina? Ju- what's it, Julia? Julia, Marina. Yeah. yeah I think that, that second book is all of them. And then the third so book. went book, TV, now comic? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And all the books were written before the show. Yes. Yes. Wow. And the books and the show diverge. Got it. At a yeah. Per usual. Per usual. Um, it's nice to. It's just nice to. Um, it's nice to. What I like about this book is, to I've never read the Lev Grossman books. What I like about the comic book is that it kind of elevated the magician's mythology for me. It was like, hey, you know this thing from the TV? Okay, we're gonna take pieces of it and make it a different thing. And like, it, it just, it kind of legitimizes and expands the magician's mythology, a mythology I love. So it's nice. The yeah. character design is amazing. Yeah, very diverse characters. Oh, the uh, speaking of diverse characters, the, the Dean Fogg depiction really threw me for a loop. Because That was, Dean Fogg is like this big fat white guy. Yeah. Was he always and a in white the show, guy? In the, in, the, in the show, he's... I guess in the books, that's what he is. But in the show, they they cast him differently. I yeah, uh, I always think once once you diversify, don't try to go back. No, I know. Like, and now any subsequent depictions of Dean Fogg should be the African American, um, silver spoon kind of Dean Fogg. Yeah, all Hermione. It's weird to see a all new, Hermione's yeah. from Harry Potter have to be black now. Correct. My niece you know and my, my sister? sister just saw the cursed child, and they're they're in New York right now. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know my sister refuses to see it? Why? Because of Black Hermione. What? What? Because right? of that? It's, yep. So your sister is racist? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it ever established in the books what race she is? No. It just says that it yeah. just talks. I mean, it just talks about how she has like very... Uh, super like frizzy hair. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess that's racist if she is black. Then. Anyway, racism. Anyway. Okay. The magician. So, hey, racism. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, I think that segues into our next segment. Let's where we get will. Critical. Critical. Come on. Critical. Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Now, we're, granted, we're, we're reading this segment. We're reading this. Uh, reading this. We're doing this podcast before episode it. four, so yeah. we're we are three has been out for a minute. To that, but uh, goddamn, three! It finally is like I think free. Free three is where it really gets cooking. What do you think? Three is where it gets cooking for a, a gay fan like us because. Silk Spectre is played by uh, Lori. Ju- what was her name in the book? Jupesic. Lori Jupesic. Uh, sure. She now goes by Lori Blake, and she's now played by Jean Smart. Do you know how many times I was telling people how awesome this episode was? And I'm like, Jean Smart. And everyone's like, Who's Jean Smart? It was Smart? incredible. No one knows who Jean oh, Smart God. is. Steve, who's Jean Smart? Well, the actress that played Lori Blake. What else is she in? I don't think I remember. Oh, God, straight guy. Did you not see? Did you not off. see Legion? Legion. Melanie. Oh, I did see Legion. Melanie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, name name another movie that she was in. Designing Women. Designing Women. And no. she was also the president, the crazy president's wife 24. in Twenty Four. Oh yeah. Twenty Four. She was so good yes. in that. Yeah, I've never paid attention to her. See, she uh, was the Richard Nixon white, like the guy that looked like Richard Nixon. Yeah. And then yeah. she betrayed him at the end, and and was a good guy. I love Jean Smart because she played like the ditz, and now Jean she's Smart. just like the badass. And I loved her in Legion. She was the ditz. She was so great. 
She was the weakest designing woman, and now she is the strongest designing woman. I mean, her line of, like, he's not a hero, he's a fucking joke, was so powerful in this fucking episode after taking down that, like, Batman guy. Speaking of joke, how about the fact that she's telling jokes to um, Dr. Manhattan on the weird Mars phone that they set up? And to me, I was like, oh, is she the new comedian? Yoink, yoink. Right. And one of those jokes was about Dr. Manhattan. And about all of them. Uh, But wait, but that that would mean, do you think she is secretly a vigilante? Because I think she's like really soured on the whole vigilante. No, I don't. I think she is very much anti. And I love that that's where they took Silk Spectre. See, this show interprets the Watchmen correctly. Like correctly. Like Rorschach, Rorschach imagery is piece of shit, racist, jerk off imagery. Silk Spectre absolutely would want nothing to do with any of that shit. Well, and she's using the logic of Dr. Manhattan, who she loved so much, and to have that kind of like, especially at the funeral scene, where she just shoots the guy, it's like, of course you would. Like, yeah. get him out of the way and then deal with whatever the hell he has strapped to him. Also, I thought that was like great. Did she really need to push the coffin over it to explode? Well, yeah. I thought that was like blocking. Yeah, blocking it. Blocking it, it, or did it just shoot his body parts and coffin everywhere? (laughs) 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 Sorry about your husband, lady. He's now a million pieces. What was his name in Miami Vice? Crockett? Or Tubbs. Yeah, Crockett. Crockett or Tubbs. Just Crockett and Tubbs everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Who dropped the car? Was it Dr. Manhattan or was it Night Owl? Who dropped the car? We don't know yet. Or there's people who have been telling me that it was Dr. Manhattan, and I was like, that's so strange if it was. Well, I think like, Hugh Smart seemed to think it was. She laughed at the as star. if it was a response to her call to Dr. Manhattan. But I was, was like, here's my thing is I was like, I want. What's the name? The White Knight. What's her name? Uh, Regina King's uh, name? Sister, sister, sister Knight. Sister Knight. I was like, I want Sister Knight and Gene Smart to team up. Oh, because we're going to get there. No, but right now, the thing that's even better is they hate each other. And yes. that scene where Gene Smart goes off on her and then fucking Regina King just looks at her and just goes, Ooh, Ooh. scared. Uh. That, that was my favorite moment. That was so show. amazing. I was Ooh. like, yeah, it was just like, bitch, try me. But it is honestly like Silk Spectre was always kind of a joke to me. Like she was always yeah. like, a really bad. But <laughs> here's something Avenger. that I'm thinking was, uh, what's what's Crockett? What's Don Johnson? Dakota Johnson's dad? Yeah. Was. Who was the the hero in the when they showed a part of the TV show that had yes. like a hood over his head with the rope and was that killing is, everybody? He's a, he's a minute man. Yeah, so he was in the graphic novel. That's Hooded Justice. Yeah. Um, he was the one in the graphic novel was alluded to that he was gay. Actually, could Hooded ju- could that be? Was that definitely a KKK outfit, or could that have been like a hero hooded justice outfit? Or am I just am I just trying? Hopefully, oh, I think that was KKK. So and you I, think he think secretly gonna... was bad the whole time? You know what? No, I think he was KKK, and I think he was reformed. I thought it was like a double agent thing. But here's the thing: oh, interesting. If yeah. you've reformed, you're not going to keep a secret closet with your KKK uniform on a That's statue. True. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say because like he might have kept it because he might have needed it again in the future. But it does and make he wasn't sense using it. Yeah, it does make sense of why the cavalry didn't kill him. Right, because true. he was secretly yeah. on their side. Because he was secretly on their yeah. side. Maybe he's going to be one of those characters that's like, I was secretly on their side, but I was secretly on your right. side. Right. Triple agent. Triple agent. Um. This show is fucking fantastic. And also, can we talk about the Dr. Manhattan dildo? Mm. All right, let's get there. What? What? She opens up a briefcase and pulls out a big blue dildo. And she is just like touching the shaft of this huge blue dildo. Like, I'm going to fucking shove this in my butt. The guy, he was in The Magicians. Oh, yeah, The Magicians guy. That's right. He's the ghost. He's like that ghost. I feel like there's a lot of 
like I feel like last year was the age of the twink with like Tom Holland and other people. I feel like this year is the age of the lanky guy. Ah, what do you call them? Like, I don't know. What do you call that's, me? That's and us? me. I was like, that's me too. It's me. It's me too. Um, uh, yeah, the shaggies. The giraffes. The shaggy from Scooby Doo's. Yeah, the zoinks. Zoinks. That's a good name. Oh, yeah, it's the age of the zoinks. Well, Scoob, Scoob, oh, the ass is hitting, I'm tripping my balls off. And we've taken it back to Matthew Lillard. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be good, Sydney. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I die, I want a TV dropped on my face. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah me too. I love, I love The Watchmen. Although people yeah. are really, really going off on it. People are really, this is the thing where it's like, people are like, there's no racism, but people are so angry. You know why? Here's why. Because Watchmen was accidentally and mistakenly usurped by the whole like alt-right Joker fan people. Yeah. And the point of it was to hate it and be horrified by it. But everyone, all the Joker people were like, oh, Rorschach's so cool. And right. now we're like, oh, the Watchmen are so cool. And then we got that Zack Snyder movie. And Damon Lindelof, God bless him, is like, no, this is how you were supposed to see Watchmen. Yeah. Like, it is very much supposed to be a show about a woke culture that bothers you so much. Like, yeah, this is Watchmen, it. you fucks. You misinterpreted it. And it was never yours. Yeah, basic. Stop it. Yeah, basic. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't, so I can't wait for Night Owl's uh, appearance because he's the only missing piece. He's oh in prison. wait, but no, yeah. the other missing piece is it turns out Osmandius is like in a is is trapped there. Oh right, do we think he's? What do we think about Osmandius? So he's is, trapped in some sort of prison world. Yeah, because of that dude on the hill that like shot at him, right? And then he yeah, wrote yeah. that he wrote letter, like, being like, "I know like my my." It's like the, you broke the rules of your captivity. But it's like, oh, man, it's super fun. Yeah. But like, Ozymandias is like a game to him. He's like, all right, type another letter. I know, yeah. but that's like, where I'm like curious of like, do you think, is this yeah. the government doing this? But then he was never caught. I heard that he's he? on Mars. I heard that he is on Mars. There's a theory saying oh, he's on Mars. Oh, but why and would that not Manhattan talk? Manhattan is like. But why would Manhattan trap him on Mars? Because he's be Ozymandias. Because Manhattan was essentially like not on his side, but he you're was... beneath me. No, but yeah. that's the thing: is the only person that really knows that he's the bad guy is Doctor Manhattan, is the Manhattan. Owl, and Silk Spectre. Right? They're yeah. the only ones yeah. that know he's bad. Mrs. Crookshanks. I love that. I almost wish you didn't oh, tell me because the then it would have been more surprising. It's the best, but also. Jeremy Irons' body looks really good. He's got a good bod. He's got some nipex going on. Good bod. On. Also, like, can I we talk? I had that flat tummy still. Can we talk about the dick on the the clone guy? Oh yes, we can. They had his blue. He, he's and he's a yeah. he's he's they a shower. He was a shower, not a grower. I think it's like if you're gonna have Swinging. your if you're gonna have your full dick and balls in on screen on HBO for everyone to see. How much fluffing? Because because that's the thing is you can't make it erect, but you don't just want to like get out of a pool. You know what I mean? No, but yeah. you you want it to be like hanging there. Like you don't want it. To that's what I mean. Feet. So I'm just wondering, like how how many tugs? How many tugs do you need? It's like the owl from like the five. from the like Tootsie Pop two, three. <laughs> how many tugs that to make three. your dick look TV ready? <laughs> that dude called action. He told them when he's he like was action ready. Yeah, yeah. One like, way. Two, three. Oh, I've never been here before. A four and a five. Action. Oh. Um, so we have a very special opportunity here in that we've got a straight person in the studio with us. Uh, first straight person on the show? No. Well, we've, we've had, had Christina guests. Strain. Oh, yeah, okay. we've had Christina we Strain. Had, uh, what's his name? Fabrice. We had Fabrice. So we've done this before, but we've never really asked a straight person, like, what it's like to read comics. Hmm. Like, could you imagine being straight and reading comics? I know, because do, do you just automatically think, like, oh, I'm, I'm the problem? 
yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah, so yeah. let's dive into that. So I'm going to ask like, Steve. Oh, so Steve, I'm a straight white male who likes nerdy comic book right. stuff. I'm the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, yeah. let me first question, Steve. Um, are you the problem? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> We are the problem. <laughs> no, and I, I, I'm actually grateful for comics and for shows like these because, like, X Men isn't for straight people, and and I acknowledge that, and I think it's it's great because it's just like we are 100 percent the problem. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first, and I think being able to like come to terms with that and like understand the other side's point and how much better it is has just like I don't know. But here, now you say you're on our side, but listen to this. People that aren't on our side, they don't, they might not necessarily know you're not on their side. So have you ever had other like straight incel-y comic book people be like, yeah, right. Isn't that fucking bullshit? What they like, do they ever think you're like on their side? And then you have to be like, dude, what do you, shut up. I have, and I have immediately checked out. I, for for people who think that X Men are too horny, you just have to stop talking to them because you're like this conversation is not going to go anywhere. Um, I think it's just like it's the people who still are in love with '90s Wolverine animated TV show. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. still it's, it's the animated series fucks. Yeah, it's it's the guys who who don't want to grow with it. They just want to remember what was so badass when they were on the jungle gym. Which is to be Wolverine. Literally conservative. But here's the yeah, thing. It, it sounds it, it, like, do you hate Wolverine? No, 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 no. I don't hate Wolverine. I just don't think he is like top uh, top tier in but terms of like. How oh, do you feel about now that Wolverine and Cyclops are in a thruple with Jean Grey? How do you feel about I mean, that? I'm into it. I just, I, I'm And do you for, think that? Because it's yeah. been subtextual. Oh my God. It has been way more than subtextual. I okay. mean, like I, I do think that they are a thruple based on the graph, based on that panel, based on all of the conversation. But I am more Team Scott than I am Team Logan. Okay. Um, you heard it here first, folks. And, and you know, it's the same It's the same straight dudes who love Jared Leto, Leto Joker. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Ugh. it's dudes who are engaging with a different part of it. Because it's they dudes don't that want like Jared Leto, period. period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I I appreciate comics for that, of just giving me different insight into a world that I am not a part of. And also, uh, a straight white dude is a, a problem about. I, I acknowledge that 100%. All right. You've, 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 we forgive you. Okay. We're going to let you off the hook. We forgive you. For the rest, for the rest of That's the episode. That's what this show has been leading up to. <laughs> we forgive you, straight people. We forgive you. Uh, what else do you want to, what else do you have questions about, Brett? Um, so as a straight person, who are your top five favorite X-Men? Ooh. That's um, Scott. We have Scott. We have Kurt. Kurt is Nightcrawler. Yes. Um, Storm. Storm um, is Aurora. I really love Dazzler. You know, let's <gasps> talk about that. You heard it here first, you guys. Straight Only people like Dazzler, like too. <laughs> I think I think I have caused... I think if Steve wasn't good friends with me, yeah. he wouldn't like Dazzler. No, I think you're right. Um, and then fifth... Oh, man. Sam is uh, up there. Is he my fifth? Cannonball? Yeah. I just love his southern charm, and I love, you know, the whole concept of how fucking ridiculous his power is. Um, and I love his friendship with Sunspot. Um, but Quentin, I, I think Quentin would be my fist. Quentin number five. Yeah. Quentin Quiet. Uh, just him wearing a Magneto was right t-shirt. Wait a minute. I just it was. thought of something. Quentin is part of X-Force. Maybe he's the one that, that reinstates Xavier. We were talking about that. Brett and I were talking about that before. But you said that Gene was probably base. No, I think it's Quentin. I think it's Gene bringing Quentin in, maybe. Oh, to help. To do it. Yeah. Yeah, to bring Xavier. Because they're, the, they're, yeah. they're both Omega-level telepaths. Omega. But is he's, yeah. not, he's not Omega-level. Neither of them are Omega-level telekinetics. That's ever, Exodus. Have they yeah. ever done Gene versus Quentin? Do we know who would win that? That no adult Gene has never had any interaction with him since. I mean, the only yeah. interaction she had was when he was the student before he was powerful. When he uh, rioted. Yeah. I'd love to see them go head to head. Oh, they're about to. I would love that. They're about to. 
um, amazing that straight people like Dazzler and Quentin Quire too. Um, well, like who wouldn't lo- who wouldn't want Dazzler's power to convert uh, sound into light energy? That would be amazing. And to make it look so stupid in a movie like Dark Phoenix did. Her <laughs> outfit is well. Is badass. It, it was only until uh, the the Australia years that she actually could use it as lasers as a weapon. All before oh, that, she really before that. She, it was just lights, and she could like oh, hypnot yeah. she could Daz- just like hypnotize you. people. Yeah, she dazzled you. Wait, was Australian Years when Jubilee was coming into the fold? Yeah, uh, at the tail end, yeah, yeah, they the introduced her. It. Yeah, is that why they had to adapt Dazzler's power? No, because no, she, it no, happened she was that. never she was never an X Man. She was she she appeared in the X Men, but she never joined the X Men. And when she Got finally it. joined the X Men, then like literally, it was like now that I know, there's like a line in like two sixteen or something when uh, they're battling Malice, and she's like, now that I know how to make solid photon blasts, I can like break that rope. Like like she like literally says like this is a new aspect of my powers. Now that I'm. More than fireworks, you stupid young bitch. Because <laughs> that's where it started with her using her hand like a gun and shooting the lasers. She never did that before that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So good. Oh, I forgot to say, Hank McCoy is an honorable mention only for... Steve uh, loves Beast. No, and here's why. Here's why. It's oh my no, stars and I understand. Everyone says Oh My Stars and Garters needs to be killed. When, when uh, Uatu appears before Beast and says... Beast, what, what is this? He's like, you're a disgrace. You disgust me. You disgust I think he even like spits. I think that is when I fell in love with Beast. Wait, I was who like, says yeah, that to him? Uatu. The Watcher. The Watcher. Uh, when when he brings back all uh, the X Men, and he just causes oh yeah, he's like you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I I for whatever reason I fell in love with Beast at that panel because I was just like, yeah, he has always been a goddamn nightmare, but has put on this facade of just like. I'm, a, I'm this witty, you know, intellectual. And part of me is just like, aren't we all like that? You know, we're all a mess. Are we all pieces of shit? We're all pieces of shit. I agree. Gays, straights, we're all pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my and God. on that note. <laughs> and on that note, we're all a piece of shit. And the world, we're all pieces of shit. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. But you know what? As the flames of America burn the flag to dust and we rise to a new power of 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 a polluted world that's going to come to an end, at least we what are you can talking about? I'm talking about the real world right now. The world's okay. coming to an end, bitch. But you know what? Who cares? Because we have this new run of the X-Men to read. Yeah, I love it. Thank God. As every the world is being flooded and and the bombs are dropping, I'm like, ooh, look what's happening with Storm. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God. And you know what? If you are one of those people that is looking at the world burn around you, but is still only focused on what's going on with Storm, well, that makes you a queer. Except for Steve, who's straight. Say bye, Steve. Bye. Thank bye. you, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Bye.